0: fun of it because I, I love wheat. <laughs> wheat. Wheat.
1: Wheat
2: with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Tea. wheat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. So I've got a bad, really, really bad memory, so I can't remember exactly what I said on Monday. <laughs> He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Uh, Chase, this isn't New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> And here we are. Welcome back to Sonder Stories, Chapter 9. For those of you that continue to listen, thank you. Thanks for joining us. We are live from the Sonder Brewing Podcast Studios. We are live and ready to uh, ready to bring you into the story of one of our Sonderites, who has become family quickly and is... A guy who we saw start as a bartender and work his way into production and not only started as, I don't even remember what your first role was, but it was like two weeks and we're like, we got to get this guy more involved and then elevated him again. And, um, now he's Luke's right hand man and is a brewer on the team and, Uh, is making some pretty high-quality liquid. I'm talking about Jeff Parker. Jeff, what's up?
1: What is up? Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to be part of the fam. Uh, It's obviously been quite a journey in a short period of time uh, to get to this point, but, uh, you know, happy to be here.
2: For those of you that don't know who Jeff is, he is the bearded brethren, the... Fella, that many people often think is me. Often, Um, (laughs) I I guess I don't know how often. Um, It's probably more often than I think, based on. Yeah, I mean, when
1: I was uh, when I was bartending, when I was in more in the front, uh, it was like a daily thing. So people don't see me now that I'm back in the back nearly as much. But uh, you know, every event that I'm at,
2: it's just because we're both handsome, strapping Mm. young men. Absolutely, yeah. Beautifully bearded. <laughs> I'm also joined by Chase Legler. What's up? And, and, and Luke Shropshire. Hey, guys. Wow, that was really delicate and soft. That's Quite a so, team. Really the, the mic slowly <laughs> drifted away. What's up? <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by our new Sonder Leader Mugs. Yes. Cool. If you have not been to the tap room and tried a beer out of our Leader Mugs... I highly suggest you do so. They are sexy little things, not so little things. They're heavy. They are heavy. I would not recommend clinking them up against each other like you're in Germany and you see in the movies. It never works out like it does (laughs) in the movies. It never works out. All right, guys, let's dive right in. So I'm not going to start with Chase because I know you're going to give me like two sentences because you haven't had very much beer yet. Uh, So let's go ahead and just start with you, Jeff. How did you... Get it. So let's let's start back. Let's actually before we even get to Sonder, right. let's uh, let's start before there. So have you always been interested in beer? Have you what 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 kind of got you to where we are? Let's say your first day bartending at Sonder? What right. what got you here?
1: Uh, well, I started you know pretty much just out of college. I started bartending and uh, and serving that kind of stuff, restaurant industry, and uh, you know I never really liked kind of your standard standard beers that everybody was drinking you know i always kind of seeked out uh you know your red hooks or your esbs or anything i could find besides you know so i always kind of once i got in the restaurant industry it kind of started pushing me there uh but then in 2008 there was uh, bj's restaurants that opened in tri county and i went and got hired there and they were they were a national brewery at that time and they've got a good amount of metals on their beers Uh, started bartending there got into the management program pretty quickly and became a front of the house manager there and pretty much did everything i could to get uh, more involved into the beer program there Um, they wound up sending me out to uh, great american beer fest one year to work at four work at four bjs which was awesome and then the team there um, the director of brewing operations alex he was very uh, receptive to uh, to my enthusiasm about beer, and really did everything he could to kind of press me forward in that. They actually offered me an assistant brewing position in Reno, um, but I was uh, my wife was pregnant with our daughter, and uh, and I couldn't you know pick up and move across the country to take that position. So um,
2: Reno, Reno would have been a lot of fun, though. Reno would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no
1: <laughs> there's no doubt, and we did everything to try to kind of make it work. Um, but it just didn't make sense for us at that point, unfortunately. Um, and I worked with them, started growing hops and homebrewing at that point. My first homebrew batch was with uh, Danny, uh, one of the sales guys over at Mad Tree, uh, which is a great old friend. And uh, I had, it was like my first batch of hops. I went over and brewed on his stovetop with a, with a bunch of crazy people. And, uh, you know, that kind of got me, got the bug going. And then after that, I homebrewed for, for a number of years, you know, and it was... You know, it never turned out very pretty, you know, at first. But uh, but then, you they, know... They rarely do. I know, right? Well, me and a buddy started out with some some kits, you know, kind of BS, and just mixed up on the stovetop. We're oh, yeah, beer. Beer, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, I had, uh, had some friends in the industry, and we were, you know, pretty quickly able to uh, switch over to all-grain and expand our systems, and, uh, you know, then I just <clears throat> had the itch and decided to... Uh, to leave BJ's to try to pursue kind of my own, uh, my own little thing. So me and three friends opened up Paradoon Brewing Company. Well, we opened up the farm first where we, we have about two acres of hops up on the farm and a bunch of cider apple trees and stuff like that. But then we had a couple other guys that wanted to get
2: in and, and brew. Where was Paradune located? Or,
1: or? uh in Bell Center, Ohio, uh, kind of central Ohio, south east of like Lima, North, uh, northwest of Columbus.
2: Okay, so, so tell me a little bit about that. What was that like starting that up
1: and, and then? Oh man, it was pretty awesome. It, it was stressful. Um, we, had, we had found, that my buddy's dad had found this awesome piece of property. It's got a tree line cut in between, cut in the middle of the property. And um, there's some artesian water there and we actually hit an artesian spring that runs no at like doubt. 50 degrees year round. Um, on the property there, which was one of the driving factors that kind of pressed us towards the brewery, because at first we're just like hop fields, cider apples, beehives, like that kind of stuff, but then we had our own water, and we're like, shit, sure, what are we going to do with this, you know, I mean, we got to run with it, and so, then at that point is when we brought on two more partners to start brewing, and we had a blast, I mean, obviously any brewery's going to go through a lot of hurdles to kind of open, um, and any deadline you have, you know, you're going to be a couple months after that essentially but uh we got it rolling and uh and you know we had a great reception up there we had great um great clientele great people and across the board we had your hipsters coming in then we had we had dudes coming straight off the field almost driving up on tractors pulling over and getting beers yeah. this is one guy stan who would come in and he'd, he'd just come in dirty as hell and he would pound so many beers <laughs> <laughs> just a little guy a little guy but it was a blast. Nothing, nothing but awesome from the start to finish, but we were a little three barrel brewery, you know, that small, we didn't have much purchase power. We didn't really take any debt, um, debt on when we were getting in there. So, uh, which almost it would have been better to take on at least a little bit of debt. So we had, you know, some purchase power and whatnot, um, to make it cheaper. But, uh, we had a couple partners decide to leave, um, you know this past year so unfortunately we're not brewing up there we still are growing the hops and the cider apples and you know and we still have a future plan there with the farm and whatnot but uh so we're still in there we're still tight with paradune but you know unfortunately we're not brewing now but then that led me here you know when that was kind of when that was kind of going down um chase and i had met i think earlier on that year probably seven or eight months before that Um, our wives worked together on the the Corv Guide, the Central Ohio River Valley Local Food Guide.
2: Would you have gotten that, Chase? Did you know what that was? Corv?
1: I probably would have just said Local Food Guide. (laughs) (laughs) Central Ohio River Valley, not like Central Ohio. But it's awesome, though. It's awesome. What year was this, Jeff? This was like last year. Last year. This was last last
2: year. year. Why are you holding the mic so close to your mouth right now? (laughs) You're probably the you, you talk Sorry. louder than any of us. You could probably hold it back here and probably be okay. I uh,
1: just want people to hear my lip smacking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pillow talk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. So so you so as all of this is happening by the way, for those of you listening at home, this story is relatively new to me. I, I knew of Paradoon right. uh, and knew that you were involved in that, but didn't know kind of the story and, and what all happened there. So this is all new to me as well. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty awesome to hear. So as that all, you have some partners leave. It's kind of starting to fade out a little bit. Yeah. You meet Chase through both of y'all's wives' involvement yeah. in Corv, which is what, Chase?
1: Central Ohio River Valley.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yes. Local food guide. Local exactly. food guy. Yeah, food guide.
1: absolutely. Yeah. And we met. Uh, so we met at one of the releases for that. Uh, we had actually met. We met up at Mad Tree a few uh, a little bit before that. But then we met at one of the releases there. And uh, Chase had had. He was on his way to an investor meeting. Yeah, that that's day, right. Yeah. And he had a bunch of a bunch of growlers in the back of his uh, <laughs> back of his Cherokee, and I was able to go and uh, and taste a bunch of his brews.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Now we were what? Yeah, that was for our groundbreaking.
2: I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> no, it was we did several things was it yeah. out was it out here
0: yeah, it was out here.
2: we did an event in if it was September we did an event in September before we broke ground in october where we um where we we set the tent <laughs> up and and poured some beers yeah. for yeah I think that's what it was one.
0: for we I, I think I had like six beers and yeah i let mm-hmm. I let Jeff try them all on the back of the of the vehicle before the event.
1: It was good. We had that little event over at Fab Ferments over there, the yeah. kombucha place. Uh, oh, yeah. Where yeah, the yeah. old Rivertown was. Yeah, there was a release
0: really of, of the core of magazine, and Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah,
1: it was
2: Chase fun. is incredibly enthused about it. You can tell. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But at that point, I mean,
1: at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm Paradoon, what's up? No, your beer's good. That's sweet. i what's up? And I didn't even think <laughs> at any point that I'd be involved, you know, <laughs> that I'd be involved in it. And then when, you know. When Perdue kind of started heading south, I was like, "Shit, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna." I'm gonna
2: so you, call Chase or you, whatever. you all didn't know at this point anything. It was just, "Hey, this guy likes beer. I like beer."
0: No, I just, uh, I think, I think uh, Jeff's wife uh, Bree, contacted Haley and said that she was uh, that Jeff was interested in maybe just bartending, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I talked to Daniel about it because he was hiring all of our bartenders at that time. Uh, so that's kind of how Jeff got in. Nope.
2: Yeah. So that, and then once you're bartending, I mean, your personality is so infectious. It, it wasn't. Thank you. It yeah. wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it didn't take long for all of us to realize you were going to fit in perfectly. So it's an easy group to. How did get along with? I, I'm curious behind the scenes. How did the two of you land on? Hey, when we expand, we need to make sure it's Jeff. So Luke and, and Chase. What were those conversations like? Did was this kind of the plan all along, or?
0: Uh no I mean I was very transparent with with Jeff uh and he that was his decision he he was doing so well in the front of the house that he could have easily been one of our bar managers and and definitely progressed from there um so it was, it was kind of funny actually because I I I basically I I asked him exactly basically like okay so you can either be uh, you're doing such a great job that you either have the option to uh to Excel as as front of house, and they're going to promote you as a bar manager, and the sky's the limit there. Or you can come back and you can run the keg line, and the keg line is 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 a physical <laughs> labor job. you it's, it's literally flipping kegs on a on a slide, and it's just a lot of While physical, super hot
2: steam is blowing yeah. you in the face the entire yeah,
0: time. I mean, it's like a sauna, but you know, you're getting paid for it. Um, but no, but I was I was kind of surprised that he actually chose the keg line. And I was like, all right, great. Awesome. Um, so he came back in the keg line and, uh, he did a great job running the machine and uh, we started seriously to like two weeks, right? Like, yeah. It's... Yeah. He picked it up super quick. He's a, he's a really smart guy. Um, but he picked it up really quick. And so I talked to Luke about it and we decided to bring him back in the cellar and say, you know, let's, let's give him a shot in the cellar and see how he does with tank washing and all the procedures, procedures back there. And, uh, again, he, picked that up super quick as well so now we're in the transition of actually training him on the hot side as well uh, for the brew House. But yeah he's just every task we've given him he's excelled and done really well at uh, so now we actually have a part-time keg line operator now um, and Jeff is full-time uh, back with us uh, learning the cellar actually pretty much have the cellar down and getting that uh, uh, the brew House uh, hopefully trained in the next month here been trying to wrap my head around that
1: one as much
2: as possible. Yeah. Which yeah. part is that? <coughs> the brew house. Oh, yeah. So, when, when Chase, when you refer to the hot side, that's what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah the, brew the brew house. house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of... I, it, yeah.
2: I, asking for a friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeff's a, a great addition to the team and a great brewer, and uh, Luke's done a great job of kind of taking him underneath his wing and training him on everything back there, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier with the team that we have.
2: So were you, Jeff? Were you doing the Were you doing the brewing at Paradune, or what? Like what? Were you guys kind of all doing everything?
1: So we were all doing the brewing um, at first. Essentially, it was kind of me leading the uh, leading the charge. They were all my recipes and whatnot. Okay. So um, and then once we kind of got everybody comfortable with our system and worked through it, you know, we would uh, we would we would trade brews. So
2: how does how does that differ from from what we're doing here at Sonder in terms of not just the scale, but, right. but what that system looked like. And, and kind of explain a little bit of the difference there, that steep sure. learning curve. Because for a lot of people listening that may not know, uh, they might think, well, you've brewed before. Why can't uh-huh. you just go brew there? So right, right. explain a little bit of that difference there
1: um you know i mean just the size uh the three barrel to uh to a 30 barrel brew house is uh i mean it's quite a big jump but like every attention to detail you're dealing with a lot more uh more beer obviously and uh i mean if if we had something go wrong on a three barrel system we could kind of jump in and, and do anything by hand where if we're dealing with you know dealing with your 30 barrels it was uh you know you kind of got to think outside the box and and obviously deal with your um your automation and your machinery here but so it was a, it was a lot more ripped down we had, we had an awesome little system built by uh Stout out in Bend Oregon and then the and then um some guys at Brumation, I believe up in Pennsylvania kind of put our electronics together for us and it was a lot of fun building that but you know it, it's really It really shows, you know, when you're jumping from a home brewer and building your own system compared to where you're a professional brewer and building your own system, you know, you can streamline a lot more things. You know, there's just details that that I didn't have when we were piecing together the system. And, and, you know, they worked with me a lot on on the system um, to what we wanted, but we were kind of, you know, restricted by our budget a little bit too. So we're kind of like,
2: yeah, let's cut that out, cut
1: this out here.
2: (laughs) So, Luke, let's talk a little bit about how... Your transition has changed a little bit, going from Chase's guy in brewing. Now we add Jeff. Jeff comes in, picks it up really quickly. You have support. And now you've got this great bud in Jeff. Chase wants to be my friend again, which is awesome. Not
0: anymore. (laughs) I want to be all your friends.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, talk... uh, Talk about how that has helped you, as we ramp up here, to um, nicer weather, more beer drinking, more production, more cans, all of this. How how has having Jeff back there changed what your day-to-day looks like?
0: Um, so really what it comes down to now is um, him and I just so he's trained on everything, you know, cellar and, you know, this coming Friday, we're going to be doing the brew house. Once Jeff has the brew house down, um, until our next hire, it's really just going to be him and I rotating in and out, um, obviously being fair. He hits the cellar, I do the brew, and vice versa, um, so we can just be a well-rounded team. Yeah, I think I think a lot of brewers make uh, this kind of mistake where they always delineate between brew house and cellar workers mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, one thing that Dan Carey was really good at, uh, especially early on the brewery, uh, was kind of having all the brewers do multiple tasks and learning, you know, every angle of the brewing process, uh, which I was fortunate to go through. But I think, you know, having not having that that separate line between cellar and brewer house, I think is important for uh, the product itself because then, you know, then the brewer actually knows what's going on everywhere and they're able to, to catch and see every little difference and mistakes and really gives you more more of the advantage to to have that attention to detail to every angle of, of the brewing process so uh, my take on it is is that a brewer is a brewer whether you're doing keg line, cellar work, or brewhouse because uh, they're all just as important as the other uh, other one
2: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more and it's the whole the whole oddity right, that is that, is that, that's a word, right? How did you? All of a sudden, that, that doesn't sound like a word to me. <laughs> Sounds like, maybe you need to use it in context, just continue
1: your sentence. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't think about the Odyssey. <laughs> I'm going to
2: try, I'm going to try to find a different word. It's the old saying. Uh, <laughs> it's an uh, old brown mm. leather book. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old... That's I, close. I would it's diversity I would I feel like that's <laughs>
1: close to the word and uh, I, I would consider gene, myself
2: fairly uh, literate yeah, vocabulary savvy yeah, thank you thank you <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still getting over being sick you know uh, mm. I, I would consider myself fairly literate, and I believe I just said a word that doesn't that's not word, not a word yeah, i 'm so having trouble close. making sentences. <laughs> um, it's the old saying, I guess, if 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 somebody got hit by a bus, uh who can who can take over, right? And if 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 yeah. your whole team yeah. doesn't know what everyone's doing, yeah. if Jeff's only seller and Luke's only brew house or vice versa, and one of them let's not even go so morbid. Let's say one of you's out for a month with Mono. Yeah. Mm. Like then what are we going to do, right? So it's it's always I completely agree with you, Chase. It's it's great to have uh, an, an incredibly well-rounded mm-hmm. team throughout the entire organization. Yeah. By the way, not just in production. Yeah. So yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. All right, let's. Oh, you were going to say? Oh, something. I do. I
1: do. Um, well, it's cool because uh, the standards and practices that kind of Chase brings in house um, that we're expected to live up to, you know, are exactly you know industry standard that we should do. But it raises the game for us. It raises the game for everybody. Like you know, when the keg line or when the can line comes in, like he raises the game on them. We hold them to certain standards because of because of Chase's experience and, you know, procedures that, you know, are gonna be the way they need to be and we're here to do things the right way. And uh I think that's why we're we're able to, you know, make the best beer in Ohio, essentially.
2: A- and and then some. You yeah, know, we're right. in Ohio right that's now. Right.
1: <laughs> but it's it's the practices that we're living up to that he's set in place and you know and we all are are here to hit that standard, and you know we're uh, we're happy to to have that that in place, have that structure, you know. Because yes. I remember, yeah, I remember because
0: uh, I was I was very nervous about the managing side of of the brewery uh, for this position and, and and for the future of Sonder. So I've done a lot of reading and YouTube videos and whatnot of managers, and I remember this uh, guy Kawasaki had a YouTube video, and um, he was basically. Explaining how, you know, so many businesses fail because the leadership can't handle um, somebody coming in who's you know smarter than them or just as smart as them to to bring their their own unique ideas. And you know, his analogy was, you know, if you're if you're an A type personality and you can't handle another A type personality with you, when you hire that B type or C type personality, eventually in your business you have Z type personality, and it's just it's not a, a proper way to function and, and to create a business. So. Right now, there's myself, who I have an A-type personality, if you will, with the brewing side. And I got two guys, uh, three guys, actually, now, because I got a part-time guy, uh, uh, Matt. But um, right now, I've got guys that are A-type personality right up there and just killing it. Like, every, every day, they're communicating and coming up with suggestions and ideas and everything. So, I'm, I just couldn't be happier.
2: I don't think it's fair to say you have an A-type personality. Right, guys? He <laughs> doesn't have an A-type personality. It was more in the reference of the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like number one, <laughs> <laughs> take it to be zero. I don't mm-hmm. want to say number one. Zero,
2: oh man, I have a great number smoker's zero. laugh going on right now, don't I?
1: It's,
2: it's, it's with my cough.
1: bet you're feeling better today. You were feeling rough yesterday, still.
2: I was a little yeah. rough still yesterday. I'm back. I'm back, I baby. Know, I know. I'm loving back. it. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's let's wrap this up with what I like to do uh, each time we do a story on somebody. Let's have some fun with you. Mm. Um, mm. Don't wink at me like that <laughs> ever again. <laughs> that was the right one. I usually go lefty, I think. All right. So um, you I noticed today you're drinking You Betcha out of a Stein, and I know you've done that a few times. Is You Betcha your favorite Sonder beer?
1: Uh, it is. I really like the Lore and uh, the Hunter Sword. I'm an IPA guy, obviously. Um, but, yeah, this one's just kind of right in my wheelhouse. It, uh, it's good for me.
2: Okay. If you can only drink one beer for the rest of your life and you can't say a Saunder beer or a Paradune beer, okay, yes. What would it be?
1: Mm. I mean, I know we did this a while ago. I mean, some of my go tos, some of my old standard favorites is like. uh, Go to. Only one.
2: I would say. I'm okay if you want to give an honorable (laughs) (laughs) mention.
1: I really like uh, a couple Ohio breweries. I really like Brew Kettle, and okay. I really like Fatheads. Uh,
2: so, but those are breweries, not beers. No,
1: and I really <laughs> like their Headhunter, and then honorable mention White Raja. Dope.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm down those, for those are, those. those. are my jams? Those yeah. are my jams. All right, and so for those of you that don't know, Jeff also plays guitar, and yep. uh, he jams out for us, and banjo. I, yeah, that's right, and banjo.
1: Mandolin. My, um, be, my, my buddy plays banjo. Dang. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, not good. And not I good. agreed with well, you. Well, I, I can play the banjo sometimes. I, so, I play a few songs on the banjo. So I but, can play stringed things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is mandolin. You're right, you're right. Duh, Chase. My bad. Idiot. Fine, <laughs> love you. Love you. <laughs> okay, so, but you play here occasionally. Uh, every Wednesday we have acoustic sets. acoustic Wednesdays. Um, and you're playing tonight, actually. Yes. Give me some of your favorite songs to play.
1: Oh, Let's get man. to know Jeff
2: Parker, the man.
1: Um, one of my go-tos that you'll find, you can find a lot of me online doing Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Okay. All right. Um, I do Africa by Toto. I do a funky, weird version of that.
2: Uh, my favorite that you play <laughs> is, uh, the Gord's version of Gin and Juice. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. We break that off.
2: Can you play that tonight? Yeah, I'll
1: break uh, i I my yeah. mandolin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do Borderline by Madonna. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good one.
2: Do I try, I try you to play, Do you play Baby Shark?
1: Oh, yeah. So um, Dude, Chase, my kids Chase are and so Haley. obsessed with this song right now. <laughs> I, they, Chase and Haley, like they were like, oh, you should play. Haley's like, you should play Baby Shark. And then Chase later on that day was all like, you know, the song by Lou Reed, Walk on the Wild Side. Like, that's got the do-do-do thing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go home today, and I'm going to work on that. And I came in that <laughs> night and had, like, a pretty sick version in my mind yeah, of, awesome. uh, of Walk on the Wild Side slash Baby Shark. <laughs> um, and so we'll break that off tonight. So
2: I was torn on whether or not I was going to share this story because it's, it's pretty embarrassing uh, for me. Not so much for you. Uh, and I know we're not talking about this beer today. We, we will talk about it a little bit more, uh, probably at a later date. But one of our beers is actually named after you. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. Um,
2: and uh, I'll, I'll kind of set this story up a little bit. And <laughs> right. feel free to take this moment to just rip me to shreds. Because this is one of those moments that was taken so out of context. But it was so bad that I literally didn't have any choice but to just tuck my tail and run. <laughs>
1: and I still don't know what you said to this day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, it's bad. It's fine. It's bad. It's fine. Uh, so we were uh, doing a can run about two months ago. It was one of our first can runs with, with Jeff in the back. And the company that was running our can line for us had um, a member of their organization – who um, had a hobby. And his hobby uh, may or may not have been watching birds. And um, I made a comment not against watching birds, <laughs> but was in reference to where this gentleman was. And um, Chase and I knew some backstory on this gentleman. Um, from previous encounters with him. And my question was more in reference to him, not so much in the fact that he watches birds as a hobby, but I referenced it to chase by saying, where's the bird watching guy? Cause I couldn't remember his name. And <laughs> I can't, I, like, I'm mortified telling <laughs> the story and chase goes, well, I don't know. And, Jeff looked at me and was like, What'd you say? Oh, what's up? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> nothing. They got this guy on their team um, who doesn't doesn't really care all that much for us. Uh, and he watches birds. And so I called him the bird watching guy. And I realized that as I said it in the way that it came out was was like the if you watch birds, you're a weirdo.
1: <laughs> and or he was he was like, at one point he's like, hopefully you're not a bird <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I did it I that wasn't my thought because I'm like who watches birds still at that point I was thinking that and then the look you gave me it was like your face got a little bit red and then you like kind of gave me the look like what what'd you say and I was like yeah I mean like I don't know if you watch you don't watch birds right like kind of joking like ha, ha, ha. I thought maybe you knew the guy <laughs> you're like yeah kind of And you like brush it off and you look around birds
1: <laughs> so watch birds, I watch birds.
2: <laughs> and I, I at that moment I looked at Chase and Chase looked at me and he starts dying laughing Chase knew immediately he didn't know prior to that but knew as soon as he saw your face and saw me go bright red I was like oh shit I think Jeff watches birds
1: I think Jeff's a bird
2: watcher and I think he just thinks I made fun of him And I did it, but then I I like had no, I like tried to dig out. I'm like climbing out with a, I'm I'm climbing out with a pole. I'm like doing anything. I kept throwing, I'm calling for helicopters to dig me out of the hole. And I I asked him, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's cool. Like birds are cool. Like if you like that, that's totally cool. (laughs) Even still expecting you to be, to be like, I'm screwing with you, man. I don't watch birds. And you went even further. You're like, yeah, dude, I got a, I got a book in my truck on birds. I got, I got binoculars in my truck. It's a
1: hobby I took up at one point in my life, watching birds and crap. Well, I was, so I was, I was snowboarding a lot also. Okay. Um, and so I would go, and I like there were there was this one time I saw a blue grouse like sitting in a big spruce tree on it was on like the backside at Steamboat, and we sat there for like twenty minutes and hung out and took pictures of a bird. And, you know,
2: yeah,
1: whatever. I, um, I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. <laughs> Even still, as you explain this, I'm like, doesn't sound interesting. Yeah, that to sounds me. super bird fun.
0: Birds are. I, I'm I actually know. kind of a bird watcher too. You didn't know that. At home.
2: Dude, come on. Yeah, it's Haley's, such a Haley's.
0: Event.
2: When you first explained it to me, you made it seem like No, you're the, weird, to believe this the weird The weird thing
0: is that he would he would feed and that's kind of cool maybe, but he would actually feed <laughs> birds to hawks. So, that's why it was it was uh like I, I don't know many people who would do that for a hobby. So that was kind of where I was like huh. I, I I do watch birds, all. I mean, I I've, I've seen I, some I, rare listen, look Different, at different strokes
2: for different folks. Right. Folks, I have no qualms with it at all. It's not inter- <laughs> It's not intriguing to me.
0: You know, you can tell a, uh, a turkey vulture from like a regular hawk. They're yeah. dihedral wings
1: brand. Uh-huh. Wings yeah. brand, huh?
0: Wings brand. Uh, Winx band.
1: Right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> there it
2: is. There's the leaderboard.
1: Well, uh, so growing up, me and my dad, um, and my buddies and their dads, we all used to go up into Canada. Um, and we used to see shitloads of like, uh, uh, bald eagles up there, That's and, cool. and so that was a really cool thing. That sounds and cool. so to That me. got us into it, right? Um, and then going on our trips to Colorado and stuff, I just kind of got into it more and more.
2: And listen, I know there are a lot of people who love it, so yeah. I know that I, I'm, I'm probably more of the weirdo for thinking it doesn't sound cool. The moral of the story is, <laughs> I was embarrassed because I wasn't making fun of the fact that you did that. <laughs> it just the, the descript, everything. Um, but then you're like, Oh, that's the name birdwatcher. Well, no, you said, so you said (laughs) right after that, we had been trying to think of a name for our brown ale. And you said, you go, dude, I'm not mad. I think it's hilarious. This is how the best beer names are born. (laughs) And I was like, that's it. It's our brown ale birdwatcher. And, and it kind of stuck. So two things. So I apologize. <laughs> um, I apologize to you profusely that day. Pretty thick skin. I, I, <laughs>
1: I find it nothing but hilarious. I love I, it. <laughs> I know.
2: I also apologize to anyone out there that watches birds that may be offended by the fact that I, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't making fun of that. But the fact that I even questioned it. Um, the second thing is, um, it's turned into quite a funny story. And, and I'm, I'm happy that... Uh, that that's my beer, also. Yeah, uh, let's, we, oh, Man, I can't even recover from that. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm happy to have you on the team.
1: I can't.
2: I, this is where it'd be great if we were video podcasting because everybody would have seen the situation that just happened. Which was, can I, can I share what just happened? I'm on a diet. <laughs> Chase isn't necessarily Currently. supposed to be drinking beer right now, and Haley just walked up into the. Saundra Brewing Podcast Studios. <laughs> this, saw, this will get
0: edited out anyway. It's all good. Saw, uh,
2: saw Chase drinking a things. beer, <laughs> and Jeff tried to take it and play it off as his. Um, and she's walking back into the studios. We should probably wrap it up, folks. I got, I got some bartending to do. Wrap it up. You've B. got some banjo to play. Ooh, I he doesn't play, play the banjo. banjo I guess. Got <laughs> cooler if you did though. It would be. Anyway, um, I'll banjo Jeff Parker. Next time. Thank you for being a part of the team. Thank you for everything you've done. Uh, you truly are a member of the family. Uh, I think you know that. I hope you know that. Oh, I feel it. Um, Every day. I love it. I can't Happy wait to, to see where the future brings us. Um, I can't wait to see where you end up with us in a year, uh, mm-hmm. within five years, within whatever our future looks like. Um, I just know that you're going to be a part of it for many, many years to come. and oh. I'm I'm so excited.
1: Happy to be here. I feel that also.
2: Um, and uh, thank you to Luke and to Chase for uh, continuing to... W- <laughs> We're preparing for our toast, and Chase doesn't toast with an empty glass. So I'm trying to <laughs> draw out the rude. toast. <laughs> Bad, <laughs> luck. <laughs> Bad luck.
1: Bad <laughs> luck. Uh, you believe in that kind of thing.
2: Thank you to, uh, to all of you uh, for continuing to make high-quality Sonder beer, high-quality liquid. Um, for those of you that continue to listen every single week, thank you uh, to all of you. And um, we ask you to keep coming back. Follow us all. Um, if you can, follow Sonder Brewing. Follow um, Chase. Uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your social handles? You don't know, do you? Uh,
0: I think Chase underscore
2: Legler. That, uh, we do this every time. Every time. The Instagram. At the Instagram. The Instagrams. Uh, Jeff, how can people follow you if they want to follow you?
1: Um, I'm on the Facebooks. Okay. Um, (laughs) 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 I'm on the Instagram. I'm not on there much. I'd like to be on there more. People tell me it's better, but you should. Jeff Parker, Facebook.com.
2: Dig it, dig it. We all know Luke is the funky lad. He's the easy one. And I am Ju underscore Neff, I believe. Uh, Until next week, please continue to follow us. Uh, If you enjoy our podcast, uh, rate us, write a review, let us know you like it. It's the only way that we can continue to get traction. Um, This does, it is something we have a lot of fun with, but it does take up a lot of time. And uh, I would like to know that, that, that you guys enjoy it and that it's adding value and it's something that you guys enjoy being a part of kind of the behind the scenes of, of what's going on here at Saunders. so let us know that if you do. Um, until next week, uh, cheers everyone. Cheers. Cheers. cheers.